All right, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports and Rebellion Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsandrebellion.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Well, is PSA grading cards much tougher in 2021 than in years past? You know, before I jump into the data, I want to tell you a quick story that I think most of you have probably experienced with PSA at some point. All right. I, I got my latest submission back from them. This was an 80 card submission with the 45 day turnaround time that took about a year to get back. And about a quarter of the cards I sent in were all of the same exact card, the LeBron James 2018 Panini Revolution. And when I got it back, the first 18 were all PSA 9s. And the last five were PSA 10s. And when you get your cards back from PSA, you know, they send them back to you in the exact order that you sent them in. Okay, that's how they make sure that you get the exact cards that you sent them. But to have 18 nines in a row, I mean, the statistical odds of that happening aren't very great. And also on a modern card, getting 78% PSA nines is just odd. It should typically be the other way around, you know, mostly PSA 10s. Now, now this begs the question, you know, is PSA grading cards tougher now? And if they are, how does this affect our strategy going forward? Collectors Universe, uh, that's PSA's parent company, purchased Genement in April of 2021, which according to their website is an automated machine grading valuation in Providence of sports cards, coins, stamps, comics, art, and more. So basically they have software now that can help them in grading these cards. Now, while I'm not sure if PSA was using this software on these particular cards, these LeBron James 2018 Panini Revolution, uh, there's no doubt that it will make getting 10s much more difficult. Now, before I jump into uh, how this affects our strategy going forward, I want to share with you some interesting statistics from GemMint.com, which is the uh, PSA submission group that I use. Uh, Jared Landris from there was kind enough to share some of these statistics on recent PSA submissions that he got back. Now, please note that the dates I'm going to be mentioning in just a minute are from when the grades popped, not from when they were submitted. All right. So here's the data from gemmint.com. All right. For cards from a 2021 set. All right. These are cards that were printed here in 2021 that were sent off to PSA for grading. All right. Uh, the percentage of cards submitted that received a PSA 10 in May was 37.5%. Right? PSA 9s, 62.5%. Uh, this, of course, uh, is the only submission data for 21, uh, 2021 cards since there has only been about six months so far this year to submit and receive cards back from the 2021 year. All right? But as you can see, it's a pretty low PSA 10 population there, all right? So for cards from a 2020 set, from January to May 2021, uh, so grading in four of the five submissions, the PSA 10 rate got harder and harder. From 64.38% in January down to 38.85% in May. The PSA 9 rate in the same time frame went from 30.82% to 53.08%. 
2019 cards stayed steady from January to April and then had a huge drop off in May at 25.9% PSA 10 rate. Okay, right after the purchase of Genement there in late April. 2018 cards, they hit a low this year in May as well at 33.45% PSA 10 rate down from a high of 56.96% in April. So as you can see, it just isn't one year that was graded tougher. The sample size was roughly about 3,000 cards per month, uh, which is what Jared said he receives back from PSA on average each month. Now, why is this happening? <clears throat> Here are our two of Jared's main points that he talked about when he shared these statistics. Uh, now, Jared's been around for the sports card hobby for a long time, and he always has some interesting insights. Uh, number one from him is, uh, you know, graders are seeing the same cards over and over again and causing them to look for certain things that potentially they were missing before, you know, certain issues that they see with the, the centering or with the surface that maybe they just missed out on last uh, when they were grading previous cards. And number two, I guess on his part, although PSA hasn't publicly stated so, for ultra-modern cards, uh, they have started using automation and AI. And he did bring up a good point that PSA, you know, wouldn't buy a company of this size without at least having a test run with the software. Now, was that test run done in you know, late March or early April and that contributing to the big drop-off in PSA 10s? Now, that could definitely be the case. Now, is this the new normal for PSA grading? You know, will PSA 10s be tougher to get? Now, if they are using this new software uh, already, my guess is definitely yes. Now, if we can't get as many PSA 10s as we did in the past, how does this affect our strategy going forward? Now, first off, what PSA does you know, if and when they reopen in July, it could change uh, some of this information here. But for example, if their lowest submission price is $100, and that'll definitely affect what people do. But for this example, let's just assume they, you know, drop their pricing back to close to what it was before they closed down. Uh, cards currently graded as PSA 10s will almost, you know, certainly increase in value due to tougher grading standards, and especially cards with a low pop or numbered cards. Uh, also, historically tough to grade cards, you know, ones with a very low PSA 10 percentage will also increase in price. Also, with those tough to grade cards, most likely they will see a price jump in PSA 9s. As we can assume, most historically tough to grade cards coming out will potentially be 8s or even lower with this new software. Now, if you can't afford a PSA 10 of a tough to grade card, then picking up on an affordable PSA 9, you know, might not be a bad idea. Uh, PSA 9s for modern cards, uh, if priced right, could also be solid pickups, uh, given that a PSA 9 might be the new norm for that particular card. Now, for ungraded cards, you are going to really have to be sending in cards to PSA that you are 100% confident that those are really going to be a 10. You're really going to have to study that surface and make sure that card is perfectly centered. Which ones you send into PSA will most likely be determined what PSA by PSA's grading cost and what PSA 10 sell for for that particular card. It's still you know, to be determined there because we don't have PSA's reopening pricing just yet. 
While yes, PSA is currently the king of all grading card companies, I see people gravitating away from them for a couple different reasons. All right, number one, you know, people want tens on their cards. I mean, everybody wants to see that 10. Nobody wants nines for the most part. Uh, while yes, a PSA nine can sell well, you know, an SGC or even maybe a CSG might start carrying more weight. And number two, you know, people want to get their cards back fast. You know, my experience using uh, SGC and also CSG so far has been that they just do that. You know, they definitely do that well. I've got my cards back in a very reasonable time. Very happy with the turnaround time with those two. Uh, and number three, people, for the most part, they want, you know, cheap grading. You know, again, it all depends on what PSA's new pricing will be. But I find it hard to imagine that, you know, PSA is not going to be the most expensive grading service on the block. The PSA views themselves as a premium grading company, and they will definitely be the most expensive one. Uh, BGS 9.5 cards, I would definitely anticipate a nice bump from them. Uh, I would think that most people would prefer a BGS 9.5 over a PSA 9. And lastly, SGC and C, uh, CSG 10s, you may see a little bit of a price increase. I mean, not as much as the BGS 9.5, as Beckett is still number two behind PSA. But most people, they do like getting those 10s. I mean, I know I love getting 10s. I hate 9s. I hate 9.5s. I like to see that nice 10. Uh, one interesting note is if PSAs um, in the future will mark slabs that have been graded with the new technology, I think that would be something... Uh, that will definitely increase value on some certain cards. What if a card like, for example, the Michael Jordan 1986 Flair PSA 10 uh, gets graded with a new technology? Will that make that card graded as a 10 more valuable than one graded without that technology? I would definitely think so, especially if that card passes the eye test, if it has perfect centering, and the human eye also agrees with the software grading. I definitely think that card will be way more uh, valuable than a card graded just by a human. Again, appreciate you guys watching. Hope you guys like this video. Hope you guys like the insight into the uh, PSA uh, 10 statistics here. Uh, I was definitely shocked to see that the, <laughs> the grading has gotten tougher, but that's kind of what people were saying, though. I mean, but it's nice to have some statistical data to be able to uh, at least uh, back up some of the claims that people have been saying. Again, always appreciate you guys, you guys watching. If you guys like these sorts of videos, again, feel free to like and subscribe. I definitely always appreciate it. Visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. And also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.